Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we are the nonprofits. I'm Dennis Dubay, along with Jamie Boone, Kevin Stein, and Jenna Belk. And we're not just coming to you live from the Free Thought Library in Austin, Texas, on the 3rd of November, 2019. No, it's like you're right here in the room sitting across from us. It's like we're in your head feeding information directly into your friggin' brain. In fact, we're so close, we're overlapping. This show is totally owned by the Atheist Community of Austin, a nonprofit educational organization for the promotion of positive atheism and the separation of church and state. And they completely own us. They are the total boss of us. We can't even shit a nickel without permission in fucking triplicate. I mean, forget it. Our DNA has the ACA's frickin' barcode written right into it. <laughs> if you want to learn more about how we're total puppets of the ACA, you can call their voicemail at 512-220-6561 or visit their website at www.atheist-community.org. The nonprofits broadcast live not only every first and third Sunday of each month from 3 to 4.30 Central Time, but it's like it's a continuous 48-hour-per-day, 14-day-per-week feed directly into the thing that makes you, you. And that thing can join with the group mind that is the nonprofits chat room by following the directions at www.nonprofitsradio.com. So, sever all ties to your physical existence and prepare to have your very being supplanted by the non-profits. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh <laughs> All right. so Dennis, you feeling uh, you feeling okay with your life choices and decisions? I was just like you make coming up I I I you know uh, <laughs> I have a one word description of my intros and this one is exaggerated. So. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say yeah. it's funny but at one point uh I have no tattoos but at one point uh people in the back were joking that we should get tattoos on our asses that said property of the AC. <laughs> so, so there's a little bit of truth to this. Yeah. In case you're wondering. Well, mm. so. Why would yeah. anybody even want to shit a nickel? I don't understand. You know, I'm not sure where they came from. I, I don't say, either. I feel like it's, I feel it like it's. It just seems right. It just seems like it's the principle of the thing, right? Like I should be permitted to shit a nickel if I <laughs> Indeed. want. And no one, no one can stop me because this is America. America that's right. And freedom. I'm not going to stop you. I'm nickel gonna, shitting is allowed here. Truck, rock flag and eagle, you know. Um, yeah, you get whatever that does it for you, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Shitting. Hey, listen, don't, right. don't yuck someone's yum. All right. Mm -hmm. That's. 
<laughs> Welcome, Jenna Belk. Hi. Yes. It's good to have you back. Hello. Thanks. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's been a little while, and you have really kind of blown up around here. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know. I think you and uh, V might be running this place by this time next year. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, let's slow down a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I was I'm okay with it. Yeah. I'm just saying. Oh, yep. well, I wanted to include mm-hmm. special guest, but it broke the flow. Oh. So yeah, yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. yeah Matt Dilla who? That's what <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I think it'll be a while before he's not associated. A long time. That sounded <laughs> ominous. We'll see. <laughs> Have a nice day. Enjoy yeah. your next yeah. 24 hours. <laughs> Actually hosting the first time tomorrow or second time. Yeah. First official time. Yeah. Yeah. Who are you going to be with? Uh objectively Dan. Oh, that's oh. cool. All right. Oh, Sweet. Cool. So uh, it's good. I'll have somebody that's strong to back me up. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm so new. I'm like, I need help sometimes. Ow, you're fine. I don't want to carry it all on I my can't. shoulders. I can't do it. Mm-hmm. He's got good energy. He's, you he's know, a good, very yeah. exuberant. And he's patient, so it should <laughs> yeah. be interesting. Yes. Should be yeah, that'll be fun. It's always that'll good to have a patient fun person. To watch. Yeah, it's yeah. the variety of personalities. Yeah. <laughs> Except patient zero. You don't want that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I guess. How have y'all been since uh, I I wasn't here last time? So that's it true. feels like it's been quite a while it for has. me. It, it's it has been quite a while since we shared this table, mm-hmm. my friend. <laughs> Many battles have been waged ad- against procrastination and other <laughs> things for me. Um, Indeed, I, friends lost, <laughs> alliances <laughs> made, Alli- alliances <laughs> made, wars. Ended with treaties, like civilized people. Yeah, <laughs> yes. um, yeah no, I, it's been very medium on average. Yeah. I, I hear you have a birthday coming up, though. Dun, yes. Dun, as dun. At, at time of recording, it was two days ago. So, <laughs> <laughs> it's... Uh, boom! Boom. Uh, uh, my, my, yeah. my, the, the day of my biological birth, uh, the anniversary of it was a couple days ago. Yeah, You'll have to birthday. forgive me, I haven't been on Facebook in like... I don't know, two weeks or something? Oh, so. it's fine. I don't even... I think it's still on Facebook. It probably is. And just to make sure, this is your Earth birthday, isn't it? <laughs> My Earth birthday, yes. Good, that's mm. good. It's not from... You know, it's it's Earth. That's right. You humans and your birthdays. We call it naked birthday in AA. Naked birthday? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well... Interesting. Ah, okay. <laughs> that's good, because my atheist birthday is a different day. It's September 30th. Yeah. My my naked birthday. I'm gonna start using that. My naked birthday is October 31st. So there's that. Ooh. That's the best birthday ever. Dennis, okay. you got anything? How, you, <laughs> how, you, how you been doing? Hey. Oh, not much. Yeah, well, just been doing paintings. Oh, paintings. Are they yes. available on some a commissioner? A, a person commissioned a couple of paintings from me. With the stipulation, do anything you want. So wow. I'm doing I want. That's cool. Hey, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Do they have what are you going to do? I'm doing two uh, kind of uh, fantasy uh, paintings. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's cool. Like an strangely, I, just to make them different, I'm doing them anthropomorphic. So it's it's animal people. With, cool. You know, Ooh. Oh, like, like petting zoo people cool. style? 
I have no idea what that means. So it's 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 <laughs> okay. So it's the it's the name if you are uh, particularly if you're on TV tropes or whatever. It's, oh. it's the character is a human in every way except that you know like they looks cat. like a cat. Yeah, right. So yes. the, they're it's, bipedal. It's precisely and, that. It's precise. Okay, and then depending on the show, they'll have some puns or you know. Oh yeah, they'll drink. Yeah. Cat Bernay uh, wine or something, right? Uh, That's cute. Mm-hmm. They'll be or or I love the I love the ones in BoJack. They're they're an agent, so they're talking. You know, hey, honey, or whatever, and they've just got like a thing that they bat at on their desk. It's uh, it's great. That's great. They're named Princess Carolyn just because. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah so that would be daunting right now. Mm-hmm. That would be daunting for me to to just be told. Anything you want, like yeah, I need some kind of restriction and some that kind was very of rare. Uh, path. Yeah, I was gonna say to, to kind of focus. Mm-hmm. Yes, mostly people tell me what to draw, and I yeah. draw it because I'm an illustrator. Yes. Well, at least something you know, general, you know, like people or landscapes yeah, or yeah. abstract or something. Yeah, luckily <laughs> I had an idea of what I want to do. Yeah, so I'm, I'm doing that. He drew a triangle. <laughs> hey, I'm not the judge of who, what art is. It's going to be an expensive triangle. <laughs> so, <laughs> I wasn't going to ask how much you made. Is there a place that people could go online to see oh, your work? Oh, well, uh, more work of my online. art can be seen at dennislebay.com. Yes. Good job, hey, cool. And uh, I have a store at mainqueststudios.com. So not side quest, main quest. Mainqueststudios.com. There's all sorts of weird gaming stuff on there stuff so yeah and it should be in the chiron or the lower third i'll be hip and say that yeah thank you you're welcome all right well hey um if if you don't mind i've actually got two things i want to get out of the way what you got real quick cool are they asking jenna how her week was Mm. well actually yes we should do that hey jenna my week was how was your how was your well how was your since the last time you've been on the nonprofit? that's that's a good stretch that's, That's a good a stretch. Good stretch. Yeah. Describe everything that happened in chronological order. Oh my god, that has been like six months. That's too long. That's way too. Cut long. it down to one day. Uh-huh. How, how was yesterday? Cool. <laughs> <laughs> wow. No pressure. Just describe anything you want. I don't. See, you got to narrow it down for me. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so describe, no. describe an anthropomorphized fantasy oh, painting god. that you would like to see. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I basically, I spent a lot of time having to learn about myself because mm. because becoming an atheist shattered so many walls that I had built around the world that I then had the opportunity to start learning about who I actually am because I'd sobered up a year before. Mm-hmm. And so I had a lot of time on my hands and I started learning and that's kind of what led me to get here. But the past six months... Um, since I've been on the shows and I've found a way to volunteer without having to be here, you know, every day, I've I've had the time to learn about my own mental health issues and about how how to be mindful because that's really really hard for me to to pay attention to what I'm doing and um, control my emotions better. It's it's really really hard. So it's interesting learning how to do that with being invited on shows and the stress of it, you know, and learning Hmm. at the same time. It's very, very stressful, but it's very rewarding. So I'm kind of under the impression that, hey, I've been doing this for like six months already and I'm still going, so I'll just kind of wait and see. Keep (laughs) going. I'm sure I'll get used to it. We're pretty laid back here as you... It's it's very easy going here. Nobody's putting a lot of pressure on me. Everybody's being very compassionate and understanding, so I'm really grateful Mm -hmm. to all of y'all, so... 
Oh, but it's well, fun. It's fun. You're welcome. Yeah. I I always yeah. like being uh, thanked for not doing stuff. Um, <laughs> it's the easiest stuff to do. Yeah. 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 yeah that's a good feeling. Yeah. So. All right. Cool. So All you right. had two things you wanted to get out of the way. Yeah. Uh, so just real quick. Um, I actually I have a new podcast obsession that Uh-oh. I want to tell everyone about. If you're yes. a fan of the the Cognitive Dissonance podcast, yeah, I am. Mm-hmm. They their last episode they had on Knowledge Fight, mm. which is a play on oh, Alex oh, Jones's Infowars. Uh, Info they are fantastic. They're so good. Um, I, I've been I've been binging them for like the last two or three days now. Nice. And you should definitely check them out. Um, and I think, honestly, you should start with probably their April 15th through 16th, uh, 2013 episode. And it's, it's going over the, um, Alex Jones's coverage of the Boston Marathon bombing as it happened in real time. Because it happened, he got word of it during one of his broadcasts. And so he just stayed on the air throughout. Yeah. And it's actually, it's, it's probably four episodes long and it's, it's breaking down Alex Jones's coverage as more and more information came in within mm. that, you know, block of days. Interesting. And it is so fascinating. I forgot um, a lot of the ins and outs of, wow. you know, how that late played out. Listen again. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Cool. yeah. That that definitely is really, really interesting getting to see how Alex reacted to things in the moment and the way that he spun things and the narratives that we, that he went off into. Yeah, wow. and then they get to, Oof. in hindsight, go back and lay out. Okay, this was an obvious lie. Here's where he just didn't have the information, and he speculated wildly. All yeah, kinds yeah. of stuff. Hmm. It's it's been really fascinating. Yeah, cool. that sounds fascinating. Do they have a good Alex Jones impersonator? <laughs> One of them is actually pretty decent. Yeah. Okay. Well, then you got Jamie hooked. <laughs> well, no, no, I mean, no, well, no, no. I was gonna say because I know this this person named Alice Jones. Who does a mean quasi impression? Uh, but oh, riffs. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Have you seen? Have you seen the? Yeah, okay. I have. This brace yourselves, fans of stuff that is produced. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So, so there's that, and also last time I was on, which was I guess episode before last, mm-hmm. I went over a lot of kind of comparing the Democratic Party and the Republican Party and some of their, yeah, uh, what makes them so different. But I feel like I was a little bit too. I didn't quite finish my my overarching thought, and I, I think I came mm-hmm. off a little bit more partisan than I ought to have. Okay, that's fair. The I think the overarching point that I wanted to make was if you were in the camp, if you were still in the camp of well, no, there there's really no difference because well, they're both corrupt, and so my vote doesn't matter. Or you know, if you are Ooh, in any way right. in the camp. St- Stop. There is a clear distinction yeah. between the two, and yeah. your vote does, you know, it matters. And also, again, I, I probably came off incredibly partisan. I, I didn't want to give that impression because one of the things that's actually kind of a pet peeve for me, mm-hmm. I hate the bumper stickers that just say, vote Democrat. I mm. hate them. I'm like, you hack. <laughs> Come on, man. Why? Like, because to me, the policy matters more than the party. I mean, mm-hmm. but the how party, do you put that on a bumper sticker? You don't. Oh, a policy. Uh, think, how about policy over party? I think mostly he doesn't like probably bumper stickers in general. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just it 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 just is very hacky to me. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, 
one party is at the moment, for the most part, generally um, significantly better than the other. But I feel like policy specifics so, but isn't are dem- more important than just party loyalty. Sorry. Yeah. Um, isn't Democrat more more than just, you know, a side? Isn't it more of a political view? That's the way that it's becoming now yeah, a little bit. It kind and of depends it, on who you ask. It, it depends on who you ask a little bit, but there's definitely a full ethos that is being sold as what it is to be a Republican, mm-hmm. right? People that are what Republicans were in uh, the 80s or 90s before stuff really kicked off, right? But the pre 9 11, you have pre 9 11 and you got pre 2010, mm-hmm. basically, as your metrics. Pre 9 11, our politics were much more sane because um, we weren't dealing with like one of three or four, depending on how you count, times that the United States had dealt with um, people uh, taking any kind of military action on our soil. So, as an American people, like, there was an act of terrorism on U.S. soil. It's the end of the world, right? And 3,000 people is a lot of people to die. But that basically just changed the U.S.'s view of foreign intervention. It was like, well, if they're going to come over here, we're going to go over there with an army. Um, even though it was sort of individuals with an ideology rather than a— yeah. Yeah, um, going to go to the wrong. So place because there's a, a a like well-defined like online, there's people that define themselves by who gets mad at them, and they're called trolls. But in in the political ethos, with basically the Republican Party being taken over by theocrats, it's being sold as no, I'm a real conservative. I'm a real Republican. That means Jesus and Trump all the way. Right? It's the party of Trump now because mm. he uses fascistic policies and cult leader techniques. Basically, the more extreme, the more real. Well, yeah, depending on who you ask. To me, Mitt Romney is a Republican of the Republican Party. We used to have a conservative party in this country, so I used to be able to say things like, um, I don't know, think things along the lines of H.W. Bush. I'm not a fan of him as an individual, but I mean, like the outlook on the world. I know this isn't going into a lot of detail. But there's that. And I'm going to now get to the end of this point that's supposed to be piggybacking on his idea, which is, and so in response, the idea of what it is to be a Democrat is being sold because that's changing as well, right? In the 80s and 90s, both parties sort of embraced a neoliberal economic view of the way that the world and international markets should interact, right? Uh, it wasn't a Republican uh, president that signed NAFTA, it was Bill Clinton. Mm. Um, and that sort of marks a change in the way the Democratic Party operated, right? That year, the Democratic Party removed um, the abolition of the death penalty from their party platform, right? They, they adapted to what was around them, in part because the Republicans were doing lots of crazy stuff and going after racism. I, I know that you didn't intend this to turn no, into I a rant for me. I really didn't. And I'm going to bring it to a close real quick, but... Basically, there's a new sort of generation of Democrats that isn't having it, that's done with anything corporate, that's done with anything big business, where the word corporation is a slur. Um, And that progressive identity, the idea of, well, of fucking course you're in favor of gay marriage, right? They've stopped saying marriage equality. They've just said back off of gay marriage because they recognize that no one's coming for straight marriage. Right, it's the that's the back and forth mm-hmm. between you know all lives matter, black lives matter sort of situation, but 
that's why there's more of that ethos that I think you're picking up of to be a Democrat is a view mm. rather than a political party. Well, the, yeah. I think, you know, I, I, I can't completely agree with you about the, the, the bumper sticker because Fair it's enough. basically, it's, it's triage. I mean, we can have the same discussions of purity and progressivism and all this stuff sure. while the country isn't burning down. And so I'm all for that. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, uh, to me, the elections take place in the, well. Yeah, I, I just don't like the um, simplicity. And, yes. And the, the, the whole party loyalty aspect of the way that politics is done in this country, it, it grates on me quite a bit. Well, and also, I really, I didn't the, the, want to, sh- like, come off overly partisan on yeah. a show right. where a 501c3 yes. nonprofit I want to make it very clear. Yeah, you know, another I, factor. I think that policy is more yeah. Important. Another factor is the way we vote ensures two parties, and so well, if you're it, not voting for one, you're a lot. You're you're voting for the other. Well, so uh, I mean, there's yeah. that, but it's I, I I somewhat disagree with that because it appears that you're laying. I I disagree with the sentiment that I believe that I've just heard from you, which is that the reason that we have a two party system in this country is because of the way we vote. Yes. I disagree. It's because of the way the system is set up. It's because we have, uh, we vote with districts. We vote for uh, first past the post. That that's what I'm talking about. Oh, oh, oh! I thought you were talking about voter behavior. No, no, I'm talking about the mechanics we have of voting determines that we have two parties. Yeah, because I was going to say it. My response to people that go, "Oh, we'll just vote third party." Yeah, no, there's no such thing in a past the post. First past the post <laughs> system with post districts, system. you have to no change. Thing as a third you have party. to change the system. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We <laughs> got to have something like, <laughs> like other more enlightened countries have. Yeah. <sighs> Politically sophisticated. Sorry, what were you saying? I was just going to ask, how would you feel about a "Don't Vote Republican" sticker? I would find that <laughs> equally, equally grating. Really? Yeah. What about a "Vote Republican" sticker? Again, well, <laughs> there's no, by, by it's the simplicity yeah. you despise. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> checking whether there's any partisanship there. Yeah. Well, the reason that I'm confused by why you're like you really don't like it is because when you're voting in that booth, they narrow it down to Republican or Democrat or something else. And yeah. so it's like, well, you know, if you don't know anything about politics, <laughs> then at least start with something. Yeah. I think that that's what they're kind of meaning with that kind of a bumper sticker is at yeah, least I start, I mean, it's a- you know, so. <laughs> oh. hey, our, our producer has just asked us, what if uh, Donald Trump had a D in front of his name? <laughs> I think we should, for the sake of. Uh, of our five hundred one C. Well, for the sake we of our five hundred one C, I was going to say, and also not getting demonetized because there are words right. and yeah. sentences you can't say. I think I can <laughs> safely demonetized. Yeah, I was going to say, our producer has now said any candidate that you wouldn't like if they were on your party. So <laughs> right there, you go. This brings up the yeah. uh, the polling. If you've ever seen a poll, uh, you know our audience about what yeah, proportion I couldn't do that. What proportion of the United States would vote for an atheist, right? That's from a poll right. that uh, I think it's Pew has done every year for 5,000 years, basically. 10,000, I don't know, forever. 10,000 years um, where it's if uh, your party elected an otherwise um, qualified candidate who just happened to be blank, would you vote for them? Mm. And they have, you know, black evangelical, Mormon, atheist, uh, 
Jew, Muslim, everything in there. and Woman. Woman. It, woman's in there. Sorry. <laughs> I forgot that that was a question because it's so woke. Um, the, Good cover. There's <laughs> binders full of them. Yeah. yeah we, I mean, oh, I'm sure, God. you know, like I've got, I've my garage is full of binders of women. Um, <laughs> which, works, which works as a joke if you've been in my garage. There's boxes full of old <laughs> binders that contain paper, uh, which is what are in binders as opposed to uh, women. I forgot where I was going with the <laughs> yeah, initial thing. Tighten it because up, man. I, no, no, no. I, I, yeah. yeah. I'm going to just let that all stay the, there. The, the politics episode yeah. of the nonprofits. And with that, we end our introduction. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, you just I, had two points you wanted to make. <laughs> I will again distill it back down to, um, I think, uh, policy over party is... For my view, I agree. More important. Yes, I, I I don't vote for parties that that are actively trying to kill me. <laughs> that as well. I yeah. The the reason that there. party matters, if your concern is policy, is that parties determine, vote on, and publish their party platform. That's right. As a yeah. statement of their values. The, the overwhelming majority of voters vote along party lines, and they just do that kind of unconsciously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's well, I do that. It, I think that because I don't know anything I don't know enough about each of the candidates there's always mm-hmm. so many yeah. candidates yeah, it's, it's and I tough. don't know enough about every single one of them that I I go down the line. Yeah, going I think that going down the line encourages not learning more about yeah. politics in general. Which is well, an, another so part of I'm at what, the point yeah. where I'm starting to learn about yeah. politics, but I'm not at the point where I am educated about politics. So what do I do in this election? Research. Like the one that is going on. Well, oh, that's oh, up, oh, well, that's up to you, and we cannot engage in politicking whatsoever. Research. Well, I'm not asking you to tell Research. me who to vote for. Yeah. I'm asking you that's to tell all you me can do. how the, I can... The one going on right now doesn't have... You're talking about the city... Yes. Of, those, those, there's not candidates on the ballot. There's not candidates? No. They're, they're uh, issues on the... Oh, right. I'm so it's like Prop sure A or Prop point. B or yeah. Prop C or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm yeah, like, yeah. how do I know? C, B, A, A, C, B, C. I don't know. <laughs> How am I supposed to remember that? I mean, you've gotten them in the right order, so there's that. Find someone <laughs> so whose judgment sorry. you trust, if nothing uh, else. I, I think it's it's well, like my, convoluted. My father-in-law sent me an email of, you know what, I, I went through and I did the research and this is what I would vote for and let me know what y'all think. Even then, I was like, that's so much. I'm like, yeah. Man, that's a lot. a lot. So. Well, so. The complexity of modern day. Yes. Yeah. Jenna, I would say. Modern recent, civilization is. Yeah. Uh, I don't consider myself educated better either. <laughs> Neither do I, but I consider myself that's, one who That's tried. why single-issue voting is so popular. Right, because well, that and people have strong feelings. What yeah, I would say yeah. is recently, Jenna, you, if I can conjecture correctly, mm-hmm. possibly, you seem to have taken a greater interest in, uh, I suppose, social issues isn't the right word, but, mm-hmm. but global issues. For example, global warming. Mm-hmm. Um, and things like that. That took research, and the best po- policies and responses to that take research. The same is true for poverty For in the city of Austin, uh, mm-hmm. the size of the homeless population, tax policy, etc., which there's a philosophical underpinning for representative democracy rather than direct democracy. But yeah, uh, being informed and doing the right thing takes a lot of work, and that's part of why lots of people don't do it. 
Yeah. Don't be that guy. I'm trying not to be, but at this at this very second, it's so I'm that gal. hard. It's mm, so yeah. difficult. Don't be that yeah. gal. No, it's it well, is. because I'm trying to learn so many things. I'm trying to learn more about climate change. I'm trying to learn more about you know theism. I'm trying to learn more about just so many different things. Mm. Oh my god. Well, yeah. There's so how do you, so can you bring a cheat sheet in there? Can you go and do the research and be like, okay, on this one I want to vote this way. Not on to this the, one I want to well, vote. Well, they're not going to clear out your pockets, so yeah, you can bring a note. Yeah, you can bring a note. <laughs> you cannot bring things that are uh, uh, basically politicking. So you can't bring a sign with you that is promoting your candidate right. to the poll because. But the I poll, can bring a piece of paper that says that you read. Yeah, here's okay. the advice. Here's the advice I'm going to give. Uh, don't follow this advice because I'm actually not sure what the election laws are in your state. One of the things that I have heard that other people that are not me have done, <laughs> perhaps, that you should research whether or not it's legal, is <laughs> write the note oh, you and then fold it up bucket. and put it in your pocket <laughs> and Ooh, then just walk in. my phone? It depends on your polling. I think that depends on your polling place. Uh, I've been told not to do that yeah they don't want you pulling out electronics because the the idea the idea is that you you are supposed to know who you're voting for (laughs) so you should memorize all sixty thousand names probably there's some much i can't there's probably also some paranoia about you're using an electronic voting machine and pulling out an electronic thing maybe you're hacking the computer that's much less paranoia and at the present moment i think i actually Mm. support paper ballots Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean... I wish they would go back to paper ballots. Knowing Matt and a bunch of magicians, paper ballots don't seem that safe to me, but... I think they're safer than... If you make people count the votes naked, then they can't... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We have to vote on that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, but as long as you have to count the vote... You can vote fully clothed. I'm going to wear a burqa, so... um, (laughs) Like a cocaine distribution Not actually. I wouldn't know, sir. Well, uh, it's always <laughs> what it looks like in the movies. It's always wrote it, you yep. know. Oh, just the naked. movies. That's yeah. Oh, it's always you know naked women cutting up and doing the, the packaging the the coke. Mm-hmm. But it's all weird. Okay. Okay. Come on, somebody else back me up. That's what it always is in movies I and TV. I hadn't seen that. I hadn't seen that. <laughs> yeah, Kevin. I was gonna say yeah. It's just you know you were in a feverish state, and so you thought it was TV. It's fine. Okay, uh, it's fine. We don't let's here. go ahead and pivot to the first story. <laughs> let's pivot to the first. All right. I have. All right. Fir- so what oh. do we got? Oh, did, were you taking the first? No, story? no. Go for it. All right. Go yeah, that's right. I'm taking the first story. Take the first so, story, man. Our first story, uh, most white evangelicals will support Trump regardless of personal conduct, a poll finds. Oh, if so, you guys were sick of politics. That's not then. surprising. Yeah, I was going to say. So, uh, let's go to graphic 11, um, if you can, please, booth people. Dun, dun, dun. Um, so, here, let me uh, let me finish this uh, report real quick. Impeachment Ooh. proceedings haven't diminished white evangelical support for President Donald Trump. Most white evangelicals say Trump's personal conduct makes no difference in or increases their support for him. Mm. A new poll shows. The Public Religion Research Institute released its 10th annual American Values Survey, the organization's flagship research report. 
on Monday at a rollout event held at the progressive-leaning think tank Brookings Institution in Washington, D.C. The data is based on interviews with 2,527 Americans taken in two different waves conducted between the end of August and mid-October to take into account the announcement of a House impeachment inquiry initiated against Trump on September 24th based on accusations he pressured foreign leaders to advance his personal and political interests. So it's so, pretty up to date then. Yes, yes. It's from it's it's hot wow. off the presses. We are in the single digits of this month and it concluded last month as far as the polls. So I don't know whether they already pulled up and then dropped the graphic because um, I was reading they but did. oh, okay. They did. So uh yeah, but uh, so to talk about it, the the figure eleven, yeah, there it is. All right, there you go. in color, is the percent who say you know the personal conduct that affects them. Um, so party affiliation isn't everything, but you can tell looking at the second line, uh, you know the Republican Party, and looking at the first line under the because there's all Americans, Republican, Independent, Democrat. I don't know where they find people that still identify as independent because they haven't asked me. But um, the fifth line down, white evangelical Protestant, is the most telling line. This is the strongest base of support for this administration. Uh, And just about half, 47%, does not make a difference uh, of white evangelical Protestant. His personal conduct does not make a difference to them. I, yeah, I mean, he can make an ass out of himself. He can embarrass the nation. Yeah, it's uh, in any and every way, and they are still going to back him one hundred percent, no matter what. Yes, they're single single issue voters mostly. Yes, no. yes because he's, he's fulfilling God's prophecy right. because he's chosen by God. Right, like looking right. below that, just look the difference between white evangelical Protestant and white mainline Protestant. Only thirty six percent of white evangelical Protestants say mainline. that this, uh what mainline. No, 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 no. Only 36... Oh, this is different. Oh, I was citing a different statistics. 36% say it makes a difference to them, but 36% of white evangelical Protestants say that it makes them less likely to support him. One in three only, right? Whereas more than half of white mainline Protestants say this makes them less likely to support them, and a whopping 80% of black Protestants... Surprise on the difference there, uh, not at all, say it makes them less likely to vote for him. Um, y- y- yeah. Uh, I'd also just like to, at the, at the very end there, the unaffiliated percent that say they're less likely to support him is actually lower than the black Protestant uh, one. I think Which, that's I mean, unaffiliated, that, that probably... Religiously unaffiliated. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's just startling to see. Um, but is... Unfortunately, not. It's startling in a way, but unfortunately, not that shocking or no. surprising right. or outside it the norm. It seems like evangelicals don't have any values other than Jesus. Jesus, yeah. I mean, like punish the people you don't like. Law and order Protestant. Oh, if Get they're the, yeah, like law and order Protestant. Well, I think. I mean, works, they, they they backed him about what eighty percent of uh, white evangelicals. So m- more than I think it was eighty one. Yeah, 80, 81. He had a higher support among white evangelicals than President W. Bush, who is actually a religious person. Voting evangelicals. Voting. That's true. Right. It's like when people say, oh, most white women voted for him. Like most no, people that show up. Voting. Most people who vote. 
voters. Yes. Yeah, they're they're kind of the only group that that uh, he has left that won't abandon him. Yeah, you know. Well, well that's a big I, group. I was gonna say you're either in specifically the cult of Trump or you're in the the basically cult like denominations that encompass the entirety of your worldview and self-worth and self-identity and everything that you do everywhere. There's a specific prayer to say when you pull out a chair or walk through a door, you know. Pass a cemetery. Yeah. This is what a I'm massive... Is there a specific cemetery prayer? Yes, and I never learned it. I just said the Our Father. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, this is what a massive bubble yeah. creates. The, yeah. It's the it's the people that think oh there's nothing in the Mueller report that paints tr- that paints our president in a bad light right sure like it literally did oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it literally does the opposite <laughs> yeah. yeah so I mean there are a few more do you want to go over those as well? oh 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 the 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 other uh, statistics yes okay so <clears throat> let's get yeah all right well let's get figure ten shall we which is Trump encouraging white supremacists by party affiliation. Present saying Trump's decisions and behavior as president have encouraged white supremacist group, discouraged white supremacist group, not had an impact either way. What's so, the difference between white, evan- white evangelicals and black evangelicals? Oh, the, the, they have the uh, black Protestants altogether. Okay, yeah. So they, they, they didn't separate the black... Uh, this is whether or not Trump has encouraged white supremacy. Yeah, so uh, the white evangelical Protestants, uh, only 21% of them say that Trump's uh, decisions and behavior have encouraged white supremacist groups. Mm. Not not <laughs> whether he wow. likes them, not whether he is a white supremacist, whether his decisions and behavior have encouraged white supremacist groups. and Or, or uh, normalized or normalized, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And oh, right around bulletproof four bubble. out oh, of five have said either uh, it's discouraged or had no impact either way. Um, the vast majority of white evangelical Protestants, 70% saying it's had no impact. Oh, nothing race-based in what the president has said. Um, just under half of white <sighs> mainline Protestants, 45%, have said this is encouraged white supremacist groups. Um, but a, a, uh, a whopping 78% of black Protestants have said, no, this has encouraged white supremacist groups mm-hmm. or his uh, right. decisions and behavior. Yeah, um, probably because they're feeling the effects more than right. the white yeah. evangelicals You are. know what? One might think a so. freaking target. I was going to say, the, I feel like the next question to ask is, oh, what relevant statistics could be looked up other than this? Because this is, this is a determination of the uh, uh, American people's image of the world, how they feel reality is. Right. We might actually turn to statistics like how much has the activity of white supremacist groups changed or not changed or increased or decreased? And that's an additional thing to look at because it ain't great. Uh, just Southern yeah. Poverty Law Center would be fantastic group to look at for that. Um God, I don't know. Did you? I, I've been we, running ramshod over you for these statistics. We don't have to go over all of them if you don't want to. Oh no, no, I just didn't want to exclude people. I mean, it's also it's also interesting to see where uh, Hispanic uh, Protestants uh, and Catholics fall. Right? I'm not going to equivocate between uh, Catholics and Hispanics because I went to school with a whole bunch of white Catholics. Um, right. th- they exist. There's just a bunch of Catholics everywhere all the time. Hey. 
What's up? <laughs> What's up? You know, I mean, it's not true in this case, but the bet would be good that you were named Mary. Um, so, there's <laughs> like an entire generation because the Pope said there weren't enough people, there weren't enough women named Mary. So, oh. like mm. oh, 60% no. or something. That's so dumb. Of, yeah, we're named Mary. And I'm like, I, that means more than one per family. <laughs> like, it might have been 40. But still, that's... It's like Muhammad is the most popular first name. It's because every firstborn male is supposed to name Muhammad or something. Uh, or it's tradition. But it's interesting because the difference in whether or not personal conduct is going to change someone's voting opinion and whether or not... They, they see his decisions and behavior as encouraging white supremacy. I mean, it appears to be largely affected by race. Um, Gosh, and, huh, who'd have thunk it? And religion. Um, because the most, the most predictive, like if you wanted to determine whether or not a person was likely to have voted for Trump, this is the best way I can explain this, uh, but you could only ask them one question other than did you vote for Trump? The most telling question you could determine is, do you believe that the United States is or should be uh, a Christian nation and run that way? And the answer, yes, that co- of correlates positively with uh, having voted for uh, or continuing to support Donald Trump. Or having voted for. They didn't do continuing support in that particular survey. <sighs> They're literally voting for theocracy, yeah. just saying... Best way to deal with racism is Bronze Age morality. I was going to say, and whatever information you need to register right. to vote, wherever the you are, exists online somewhere. So Google it. Um, yeah, so there's that. I don't know. I don't know what to read into the Catholics' uh, statistics here. I don't know why it is super interesting to me. but Because hmm. it, it's more, like, there's a larger proportion of them that, of of. Catholics that responded to the survey than white mainline Protestants that believe that his decisions and behavior have encouraged white supremacist groups. And it's sort that of do like... do believe that? That do. That he has? So 56% of Catholics responding to the survey believe that his decisions and behavior encouraged white supremacist groups. Interesting. Whereas 45 among uh, white mainline Protestants. Yeah, I wouldn't have expected that. Yeah, I wouldn't have either. I, I don't know what it is. It's sort of like a weird read on, I guess, traditional values. I, I, let's speculate wildly about what other people think. Um, you know, can I say what I think? And this is obviously yes. speculation. Is This I, is the right show for that. Yeah. <laughs> I think that it's because the more extreme the religion, the more they're fading out. Mm. Could be. Hmm. Oh, and now you're on Vern's shit list. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 you're fine. You're fine. So um, you're actually right. Um, I think you're right on the money there because we have we've covered other polls in past episodes that talk about that that show very clearly that white evangelical um, block is it literally is kind of dying out, but at the same time they're more powerful than ever because they have more money than ever. Well, so, because I think that the people who are less extremists that are still trying to hold on to the religion, which I think is most people, are finding other religion, you know, that's more accepting, you know, the rainbow flag in front of the church. And, you mm-hmm. know, that's where that's where they're yeah. going. That's right. What we're promoting is because it's yeah. it's better than they think that it's right. Mm. Yeah. 
I mean, it's it's the people that want to hold on to Christianity that end up leaving more and more of the Bible behind. Right. Yeah, when you're backed into a corner, you fight. That's when you fight your hardest. Mm-hmm. Yes. So maybe it's because they're, you know, Catholics are becoming more open. I'm fingers crossed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One would hope. I think. We'll see. I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I hope that this the this particular pope is helping to actually lead the way in. Oh. A whole generation of younger Catholics, uh, and those generations are of significant sizes. Well, I think we have reason to believe that there might be some good things coming out of the out of the Vatican soon. It, at least according to what we went over last time. I was, I was going to say, true. I, I could I could feel because Dennis's he, yeah. like muscles tense. I, some better well, you, things. You really need. Reason, you really need Jeff D here. We to have reason. <laughs> we have reason to hope um, that this but, pope. But I don't think. Uh, 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 doesn't say nope yep. to progress. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of things. I'm really glad that they asked this question about whether or not people think that. So for white mainline Protestants, which includes uh, large portions of my family, right? Because they never dipped like I did temporarily into being more radical Christians before leaving or whatever. Because a lot of them are still there. The fact that 51% still think that Trump's decisions and behavior as president have had have not had an impact either way uh, as far as, you know, whether or not his actions have encouraged white supremacist groups is telling to me. And I think that it's not because they support Trump, at least in my personal experience with the people that I've interacted with, literally the opposite of science and statistics. So I'm filling your ears with stuff that should be placed in a different category than the other stuff that I said. That's right. Anecdotes. Like, yeah. The a- anecdotes, not data, is that there's this tendency to like, okay, well, there's people that are radical on the left and people that are radical on the right, and the majority of us in the middle are just fed up with it, and we're just going to keep watching cable news. I I watch more than Fox. I watch Fox and CNN, so it's balanced, and I ignore MSNBC for some reason. Um, I'm not promoting any of these things. You shouldn't get your news from cable. But I don't see that as an indicator, like I know people do, that there's support for Trump there. I just see that as them not buying it. I don't know. What do you think about this narrative, just in general? Uh, I mean, largely, I think most of these religious groups are probably getting the same news, uh, Mm -hmm. but the way that they digest and, you know, distill it down is there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of differences uh, very clearly, Uh, you know. And part of it is the way that they think because of whether or not it's a really hardline fundamentalist group or if it's a little right. bit more open, a little bit more liberal. There is a, you know, with the white evangelical Protestants, it's hardline and you, you know, you double down. When you're, when you're shown to be wrong, you double down. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I, that I understand. More of what doesn't work. More so than with mainline Protestants and uh, basically all the other groups. Yeah. I am a little bit disappointed with this that they didn't separate the black Protestants into uh, uh, evangelical and mainline. But uh, I did want to ask, Jenna, I'm interested to see what your view of this is or what view you have of this because – I don't think it gets touched on except when something bad happens, right? What do you mean? Like, so Trump's actions, decisions, and his words uh, encouraging white supremacist groups. So when there's a shooting uh, at a synagogue, for example, or Charlottesville happens, 
then there's sort of news coverage of it. But I don't know that it filters into... I don't mean to be that person, but I don't know that it reaches news sources that you bump into casually because your media consumption habits are very different than mine. Yeah, I I listen to about an hour of NPR in the morning um, while I'm getting ready. So that's about the daily news source that I get, um, with the exception of working with a podcast that is slowly teaching me um, a lot more. Um so, yes, I, I hear little snippets of, of stuff about, you know, this is what Trump said, and they'll play, like, a little clip. But And, and luckily, right. the, the newscasters that, that participate on the show that I listen to, they're, they're pretty non-biased. They're, all humans are biased. You can yeah, tell which side they're course. on. Yeah. But they, they do a pretty good job, in my opinion, of at least asking the questions that the audience is always thinking, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, I was thinking that, and I'm glad they asked that. And so— they give them a fair chance to talk. They interview Republicans, they interview Democrats, and they let them have a chance to speak. Um, so I appreciate that. But I'm, I'm glad that the biases that they do have, I'm like, rock on! <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, uh. So that's, yeah, I, 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 but at the same time, anytime I hear Trump speaking, I just, I personally tune it out. Okay. I, he's, he's got I can one of completely those. understand that. Yeah. Um, I so I've, I've just gotten to the point where I, I don't really want to listen to him talk. I I very much understand that. Um, and I, I think I get that. And then I think I did Dennis's approach as well. I actually am reading books about the way that he speaks and what effect that has as like influence. What, what, like what his so, dialectic style is. Sure, we'll call it that. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So I'm actually probably more likely to listen to his specific words now. But... I very much get that, not for the message. I very much get your approach. Do you, so so what I take it is that you don't have a sense of whether or not that's a thing as far as his actions and words and the activity of white supremacist groups in the United States. Outside of personal testimony, no. Okay, that's that's very honest. It's good. I wasn't going to point out that, you know, I'm really, I'm actually kind of glad that you're in a position where that doesn't, impact you. I wish everyone was. Um, yeah. Let's see. Oh, that's the Trump encouraging. What, yeah. are we, what else you know, we got? Actually, before we run out of time, um, I did want to oh, speak with Jenna a little bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Specifically about uh, a little something. Mm. All so, right. Um, so, if you watch uh, on YouTube, and you're not just, you know, you don't just listen to us as a podcast, you may notice that this is probably the second episode I have ever done where I did not have an alcoholic beverage in front of me. Mm. I just, I did, yeah, thank you. Okay. I, I just finished doing a sober October, and it was, it was a little, you know, interesting. And it was, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. And I know Jenna, you have experience with AA, and you know your own, you know, I guess you could call it experience with substance abuse, sobriety, substance yeah. abuse addiction, um, yeah. So I kind of wanted to get your a, a little bit, you know, of information from you. Like, w- what was it like for you when when you first took those steps? Well, I want to know what it's like for you first, because how do you, how do you feel? Because you're in that position right now. Mm. Um, well, for me, I only wanted the the plan was just to do a month, just to mm-hmm. break the 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 habit of drinking every single day, mm-hmm. copious amounts regardless of whether or not I had anything going on the next day. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to give this a try and see how it goes. Maybe if I can break that habit, 
I can then form better habits after that. Mm -hmm. And I thought that it was going to be like, you know, get, you know, DTs, uh, delirium tremors and all that. I didn't didn't end up getting that. I felt like some uh, just mental clarity Mm -hmm. that it felt like I was kind of coming out of a fog that I didn't realize I had been in Mm -hmm. for a significant amount of time. And I felt, you know, I had more energy just in general and I woke up feeling better, of course. How do you feel now? Do you think that this is something you're going to continue or something you're going to do every year? Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to cut down to weekends only. Okay. And go from there. And see how that works? Mhm. Cuz I've been there. Yeah. Um so I started out refusing to believe that I could possibly be an alcoholic because I'm in my 20s. Yeah. <laughs> so I had tried I'll only drink wine. I won't do shots anymore. I'll only drink on the weekends. I'll, I'll, you know, there's so many different things that I've tried and failed because I'd make it a week or two and I'd have another drink and then I'm back to drinking all the time. And the thing with me, so there's different kinds of alcoholics. There's, for example, like a wet drunk is the kind of person who, when they stop drinking, they get physically ill. They can have hallucinations. They can have seizures. They Their liver is so, insaturated, so saturated with alcohol that they literally need it to survive. And so that's one kind of alcoholic. I was the kind of alcoholic where, that they call a binge drinker, meaning I could go a week or two easily without drinking. But when I do, I'm not stopping. Okay. And I also oh. happen to be the kind of person that... The more drunk I get, the more I insist I'm good to drive and I'm sober, and the more likely I am to fight you to drive. Whether it's my car or someone else's car, I'm so drunk I can't tell, and I, I'm, I'm belligerent. I'm blacked out. I don't remember that the next day. I, I used to black out almost every single time I drank. I have found out that that is common in people with PTSD. Um... And people with PTSD, it is common that you will develop some kind of addiction or have struggled with substance abuse. Um, so that's just another thing that I had to learn about myself. But, but so anyway, so that's the kind of alcoholic that I found out I was. And so I would, mm. I'd quit for so-and-so amount of time. I don't know how many times I've quit for a month. And then I start again. So it, it would be up to you at this point to determine, you know, I guess I'll try stop drinking on the weekends. And if I can't do that, does that tell me something about myself? Okay. Because I wouldn't listen to those failures. I wouldn't listen. I'd be like, oh, well, I'll just try something else. I'll just try something else. And going to AA and hearing other people's stories and how many people can relate to how many times they've quit. And they call everybody the next day asking, what what did I do? And who do I have to apologize to? And there's all these things that I, I didn't realize were traits of an alcoholic. And that got me to realize, oh my God, I was so convinced that I couldn't be one because I, I'm not a wet drunk, which I thought was the only thing that made you alcoholic. Um, yeah, I was, mm. was going to circle back to that. Yeah, yeah. So, so that got me to finally start paying attention. And I found out I, I, at the point of my life where I had made this realization at an AA meeting, mm. I had tried to quit so many times, and I was currently at two months. I was trying for another two months, and I was like, "My birthday is in two weeks." <laughs> I was like, mm. "I'm not, I'm not, not drinking." Yeah, yeah. So I was like, "I need to go to rehab." So I set up rehab as soon as I could, and it conveniently fell for the day after my birthday. Um, 
So I've been sober for about two years and about four months now, wow. three months now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can say that I, I have gotten to the point where I don't need it. Um, I don't think about it. I don't crave it. But if I go to a bar or if I go to 6th Street or if I go dancing or if there's a bunch of people around me drinking, that's when it starts going through my mind and I'm, I'm obsessing over it. And I'm like, I'm, the drink's way over there. And I'm yeah. like, I, I still, I, oh, mm. and it's hard for me. Um, so even at two, oh, two years sober, I still struggle with that. So I have, it's just, it's oh. different for everyone. So you have to figure out what you have to do to keep yourself sober if you discover that you have a problem. Okay. Um, Hope I didn't ramble too much. No, no, no you're not good. at all. That's very forward. Helpful. Yeah. So one of the things that struck me was I thought that I was going to have more of a physical reaction. Mm-hmm. And I didn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't have, you know, the shakes or anything like that. And I ended up mentally putting myself down quite a bit for that. I'm like, oh, man, I thought I had a problem. But, eh, whatever. It's not that big a deal. And I feel, I feel like there is a societal kind of expectation of um, kind of being like overly macho that, that, that is instilled into us, especially, you know, guys. And I now I have better tools in my toolbox to kind of examine that and realize that, you know, that's a, a load of crap and knock that down. But a lot of people wouldn't be able to analyze that and realize, oh, no, you're not you're putting yourself down, but not for a good reason. Well, admitting to yourself that you have a problem isn't putting yourself down. Yeah, but um, I feel like, and I'm going to bring religion into it, because I feel like religion, mm-hmm. a lot of the time, uh, very much downplays mental illness, downplays uh, substance abuse, addiction, all that. Downplays in what way? Um, that it's not that big a deal. It's not a real oh, issue. What you really God. need is to just you know get you some more Jesus. Oh God! And that also that also um, bolsters the the segment of you know society that again downplays. Oh well, if you're not getting full on DTS, then you're just being a little wuss. So you didn't have you guys didn't have to accept a higher power to get this to get this to get to this place. No, I, I want, okay, yeah. good. Yeah, I, well, I wanted but- to talk about that <clears throat> aspect of. Society and religion, that kind of downplaying. Well, so did, I, go ahead. Sorry, did you ever, like, did you experience much of that? Um, well, so the funny thing is that when I got my DWI, mm-hmm. which, I mean, that was about eight years ago, um, I was convinced that I didn't have a problem. I was even after the DWI, and I had to take classes. I had to pay money for a lawyer. I had to pay money for the classes, for the court fee. I had to pay a lot of money. Um, and even through all that, I was convinced that I wasn't an alcoholic. And when I got it, I was in training to become a youth minister mm. at a Catholic church nearby. And after I got that DWI, they told me, oh, you know what? We don't really know if you're fit for this position. Um, maybe you need to co- try again later. Wow. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, wow. You know, so that they pushed me away. Because they didn't want me to be in a position of right. authority over middle schoolers, um, <laughs> as if as if I was some kind of infected person that they don't want me to contaminate the kids. Um, when I had actually been developing some really close relationships with some kids, and some of them were 
having trouble at home and needed mm, somebody to yeah. talk to. So it's interesting that that's yeah. how I was treated. They recognized you had the wrong addiction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. yeah. Then. Well, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's I mean, fair. That is fair. Uh, well, so that's uh, kind of my experience with the religion part of it. Yeah. Say, is it an addiction if there's no substance there? <laughs> well, that that's gonna we can go the down substance a hole of with things not seen. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> um, well, I mean, I I kind of want to get y'all's take on that more specifically, like how religion kind of affects the way that we view people who have. Um, you know, substance abuse Addition, problems and, and mental illness yeah. and all that. I think you're right to say that it gets somewhat downplayed because all problems have one answer right. in Christianity. Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't mean to be that person, but that's what the religious teachings and the tradition of the church z, churches uh, is. Um, and so this idea that, oh, this is a different kind of problem. It's different than if your leg gets broken. It requires a different amount of treatment. It's not something that, you know, your natural response to. That is in conflict completely with a, a Christian viewpoint, like the, a Christian mm-hmm. worldview that is in total. I'm trying to find a phrase other than totalitarian because people associated with dictators and murder, whatever, that is, I guess, holistic is the, is the nice way of saying say that. It's the complete way in which you see the world because, oh, no, the human mind causes things, doesn't really play with everything is caused by Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, and that's why I think that I I had stayed through through that part of religion when I was in it. I was I was really in it. All the way. Mm. And I still couldn't get my substance abuse under control. I I couldn't stop drinking. I actually at that around that time had a family member at, sit down and ask me and say do you think that you could go a week without drinking? And I go, no. <laughs> Why would I do that? I, mean, I don't want to. <laughs> exactly. Because yeah. I was like, I, yeah. I mean, I could if I wanted to, but I don't want to, so no. That's what I've always said, yeah. Right. Oh. Yeah. Now ask yourself what happens when you want to, and then we'll come back to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I am in a, a, a weird position that I've actually wanted to talk to you about. Uh, I've been like, oh, I should ask Jen about this. I should ask Jen about this. Because there was a period of time, you remember this, where I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to not drink. And then I did that. And then I just drank O'Doul's, which mm-hmm. is... I've been doing that the past two weeks, kind of. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and then it was... It, it's not lowering my calorie intake. No. Which was part of the reason was also just, you know, uh, drinking less alcohol to yeah. be more healthy and also just getting rid of the, the excess calories that you take in just yeah. from drinking. Yeah. I started doing mocktails. I was doing oh. some of those too, yeah. Yeah, so, like grapefruit juice and grapefruit soda with some salt mm. on the with some jalapeno and lime. That sounds like, delicious. You get, yeah, you yeah. can get a really badass drink for half the price of an alcoholic beverage. Okay. Does that mean that I can still invite you to parties that happen at my house on the weekends without it being awkward if there's mocktails? To be honest, with no. okay. with yeah. my personal struggle, I I can't do house parties. Okay. Um, that's why I haven't gone to Matt's yet is because I'm just nervous about having so many people around um, because I, I've, I've learned with with taking away the alcohol also taught me that I'm an introvert and that one of the reasons that I kept drinking is because I didn't have to work so hard to become an outgoing, sociable, yeah. light and free, happy I can relate to person. That. And so it's really, I mean, even two years later, it's still really hard for me to... Um, 
because I had alcohol as that crutch for so long, for mm-hmm. almost 10 years, um, it's really hard for me to become an open and outgoing person unless I'm comfortable. And so that's why, for example, it's, I mean, I'm just now starting to come to things here and I've been involved with this with this organization for almost a year now. It's because I have to feel comfortable to start opening up. Okay. Sorry, I went off, off a little bit. No, no, no. No, it was, uh, that was an honest question. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, mine was somewhat different because I did that and it wasn't hard. At a certain point, I described it to someone as I'm like, this seems somewhat like a social inconvenience for me because I'm always surrounded by people. And then I had O'Doul's and then I needed O'Doul's and someone had been like, oh, I got your favorite, you know, type of drink. And I was like, oh, cool, great. If I was stronger <laughs> in my sobriety, I, I could definitely do that. And hopefully at one at one point, I will be there. I'm okay. just, I just acknowledge I, I'm that not, I'm just I'm not, not pressuring you. My, my main question is, after a while, I went, I was like, Okay, this doesn't seem hard. It just seems like an awkward thing that I would like to not have. Mm. And there's a friend of mine who's had, uh, I don't, uh, at least one immediate family member when they were growing up that was an alcoholic that caused all kinds of problems. I think there was more than one. I can't remember. I have friends with a lot of fucked up life stories. So one of one of these fucked up life story friends, um, uh, had basically an alcoholic father, I think, as well as some other things. Actually, there's a couple of them. But I asked, like, this isn't hard. I have no cravings for this. I've just consuming a different beverage that tastes kind of the same and not getting drunk. Like, I don't know what that means about being an alcoholic. And their response, though they did not have, like, a struggle with sobriety, was, well, that means you're not an alcoholic. Um, And... It's possible that I'm just a habitual user and at times use it as a crutch and to blow off steam like I do with so many other things. But I'm a skeptic and want a second opinion that is more informed than mine. Well, one of the biggest takeaways that I took from learning that I was an alcoholic is that nobody can tell you you're an alcoholic. Okay. No one can tell. No no one can provide. No one can tell you that you're an alcoholic. You have to discover that. Or or that you're not. Or that you're not. Yeah. Or not, yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay, all right. I mean, I'm not going to, like, I have to think about it as well. It's Be- one of those who knows what's in my mind but Exactly, me. who knows what you're struggling with, what you're okay. what you're actually doing, what you're okay. actually craving, what you're actually feeling. All right. I so, can't tell you. Someone can't tell me, but my, my question is, like, my basic thing was, like, what are the signs that I need to look for? You've described some oh, okay. of them, right? Like, Trying to quit and not quitting. That's one of the, okay. the biggest... Mm signs and giveaways that somebody is struggling with alcohol and at the same time if you tell that person they're an alcoholic it's like telling somebody a theist that there's no god you're just going to cement them more into their belief in that you're wrong yep. yeah, um, yeah because i had people constantly Backfire. telling me oh jenna you're an alcoholic you need to get your shit together and i'm like no i'm not <laughs> so <laughs> mm-hmm. so basically <laughs> i forgot where i was going with that um yeah oh so the signs um the, i would say that's the biggest one is the struggling to quit? Somebody who says, I'm going to quit. And then doesn't. And then doesn't. So, or I'm going to stop for this amount of time and then and doesn't. And fails. Okay, so I quit, quit successfully, and was sort of like, okay, well, I told myself a year or six months, but that was arbitrary. I don't know. And then I talked to friends who had experience with alcoholics and was sort of like, okay, well, I don't think I'm an alcoholic. Um so I guess I'm okay drinking again, but like, meh, I'll save money. And then there was a day here at the library. It was while I was president, so I'm still wearing a suit. And it was really fucking hot outside. 
and the only cold beverages were beers, and that's when I picked up a beer again. I remember like, that day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. It was a <laughs> it was a decent day. I didn't get blackout drunk or anything, but an alcoholic was good. An so, alcoholic would say I didn't get blackout drunk or anything. An alcoholic would justify it. Okay. No uh, matter what is said. I want to bring it but back to— But I didn't get to, drunk. But, but I yeah. didn't do this. No, no, no. But I, I didn't do that. You know, I'm I not saying a, that you are an alcoholic. I I'm had just, a, <laughs> You can't tell me. You just said. <laughs> exactly. No, it's—yeah, uh, I mean, I had a, a, I had a few. I, I don't think I tied one on that day at the library. Maybe I, I did. I don't I know. I want to bring us back to religion, though. Yes. yes. Yeah, please. <laughs> it was a lot easier when I just had to make decisions for myself without asking an invisible friend. I'll say that. Because I've been in situations where— you know, going through adolescence as an adult, well, as a teenage male with access to the internet and religion and ideas about uh, what is morally acceptable and okay, mm-hmm. there are times when I turned to the Lord for assistance and it did not come mm-hmm. and realized that trying to make someone else do this for me, please, I'm ready for it, that isn't going to bring force from outside, mm-hmm. absolutely didn't help me at all. Mm. Right. So that's yeah. my personal anecdote Yeah. with that. So you you did AA, and I mean, uh, AA is notoriously, you know, kind of religious because they say you, yeah. you have to turn your that's uh, life over to a higher power. You've expressed that um, that helped you leave religion because it—, it uh, diminished the idea of God, which I mean, mm-hmm. I, I can I can see that, but mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not on board with uh, it being a good thing for someone who is already an atheist. What are your views on on AA in general? So the thing is, and we're going to get a lot of pushback on this. My experience with AA is that they tell you you have to have a higher power, you have to give it up because you can't do this yourself, and that's the thing. Is it, it wasn't pushing, oh, that higher power has to be God. They used the word God in the big book, but no no matter what group I went to here, everybody would tell me, oh, yeah, but that's just the word that they use. You can put whatever definition behind it you want. And I was like, oh, okay. So I kind of kept going and eventually came to naming my God Mother Nature because I because I felt like I could go out in Mother Nature and be, you know, one with the universe, whatever. And so I just, I, I didn't want that big man in the sky. What was that right. like? What do you mean? What was it like for your definite definition of God to to shift from the, the big man in the sky to just reality? Well, so I, even as a Catholic, when I got into this, I didn't like the idea of God because I had, I had this Catholic perspective of it, right? Mm-hmm. And so I automatically kind of rejected that idea of, oh, I have to pray to God. God hasn't done anything for me. And so allowing myself to change that to Mother Nature allowed me to um, accept the idea that I'm allowed to put another definition behind it. Because there are so many, hmm. so many, even today, I struggle with asking for permission to do things in my own house because of the way that I was raised. Because you you don't when i when i tell you to jump you don't you ask how high you know you don't question me and so that was just one of the things you don't question it because i i had been taught that in so many different ways my whole life so it allowed me to start questioning mm-hmm. so that's just my experience with it now they the, and a bunch of people have told me that you know 
somebody will call their higher power a doorknob. It literally doesn't matter. Now, the idea, I think, behind that is that as an alcoholic, we've tried to quit ourselves. Mm. We've tried so many times and And failed. failed. So we have to acknowledge to ourselves that I can't do this alone. I've tried. I I, I can't. So when they say higher power, my higher power has kind of shifted to community, you know, because it's it's other people that got me out of it. I ultimately got me out of it. Yeah. It yeah. was it was me that ended up doing the work, but I had to ask for help. I couldn't do it alone. So that's kind of the idea and I think why they push the higher power so much is cuz for an, for an addict, it's because we keep insisting, "No, I can do it." Right. And that's the hardest thing to, I think to break. And that's why they push that so hard. Yeah. I think that that actually if I can jump in here, yeah, yeah. that actually appears to mirror a lot of the um, the struggles that I've had with my mental health issues as well is just an, the idea that I can do it on my own mm-hmm. and that it's fine and like oh I'm you know I do research and whatever but mm-hmm. you know it, it took me a while to even get to the point where it's like no, no I'm gonna I I'm very bad at using tools and calendars and schedules and to do lists uh, for for a variety of reasons but. Uh, the conclusion being I'm bad at that. So I didn't have tools to help me deal with time management or uh, you know, keeping a regular schedule, which is helpful for mood disorders and attention deficit disorder, like, you know, uh, neurodevelopmental disorders and things like this. Um, and it's actually been mostly recently that I've realized how uh, bad that has been for my ability to function. And it could be one of the reasons that you keep drinking is because you feel overwhelmed with just life. I, I'm not trying yeah, to speak I, for you. I'm just... I, well, okay. Uh, I'm just throwing it as a possibility. I, I mean, I, I'm I'm looking at that, but I, there's a whole narrative behind this where I don't think it matches that. Okay, but, sorry. No, 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 you're fine. I'm, and I'm glad that you've said that, right? Like having a thing that is an escape. Mm-hmm. That's whether what it it's, is. Whether it's beer or God, where you just go, well, fuck it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um. Not always super great. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still not cool with the idea of like you know an atheist having to just you know suck it up and do AA instead of uh, you know a secular alternative. Oh, oh no, you don't. Yeah, yeah. There's lots of secular alternatives, yeah, yeah, smart yeah. recovery That's, and stuff like that. That was that was actually going to be what I was going to say. Like, yes, I can see how AA can be beneficial, even. If you are a theist, and even if you're on the fence, it can help you, you know, come over the fence mm-hmm. and, you know, become an atheist like it, it like it did with you. And, you know, that's, that's wonderful, and I, I never thought of it that way. I never thought of the idea that it can be just this, God can be anything in this program, and that helps you diminish the idea of God. Mm-hmm. I never, I never would have thought that, oh, that can actually be helpful to to help someone you know leave religion i can also see how it can how it can be hurtful though because yeah. forcing somebody to accept the idea that they have to have some kind of power power can kind of get people to enjoy the idea of thinking about a god and giving mm-hmm. it up to god and all that so i can see how it can be harmful i'm just in my experience yeah. it was helpful. well there are yeah. ways so there there are non believing in supernatural powers ways of sort of going through the mental exercise of like you know, it's 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 very much the feeling of someone going, well, you know, it's in God's hands now. There's a way of of having the, 
you know, that's outside of my control sort of meditative technique、mm. that doesn't involve belonging to a religion, even. Well, there's something、right. very, very therapeutic about being able to go to a room full of strangers. Some people you know, but those people just know more of your secrets and you know more of theirs, and it's just like this pact. There's something very therapeutic about being able to go to this room and share some deep, dark secrets and things that you're really struggling with and not getting any feedback.、Mm. Not finishing it with, oh, well, then I think you should do this, or oh, this is what I did. And it, it's just, you can just say it and it's out there and then you, you can drop it. And it, it feels really good to be able to do that. So、hmm. if that's something you need, then going to AA meetings is a good idea. But there's also different aspects of it. You know, some people really need the sponsorship. And I never did that because I kind of work on things in a different way.、Mm. Um, but some people really need to have a person that they can call at any time because what they push is, you know, you, you crave a drink and you find yourself at the liquor store. What do you do? You call your sponsor in your car in front of the store, say, Hey, I, I'm here. I'm about to go get some alcohol, you know, and they'll say, go to a meeting.、Mm-hmm. Go to a meeting. And it's kind of like a go to. It's, it's something you can replace it with. So it, there's that aspect as well. But there are secular alternatives like smart recovery, I found I really, really like because that kind of gave me the tools that I didn't get from AA because I didn't have a sponsor. So that gave me some kind of、um, way of figuring out. What aspects of my life are, I'm actually struggling with? And it gave me an, an idea of a direction to go. Okay, well, this is what I'm lacking. This is what I need to start working on.、Mm. And it had you know, ideas for how to start doing that. So, so it just kind of depends on the person. It depends on what you need and what actually helps. And so that's, you, know, you can't tell anybody else what to do. That's what I struggle with the most. I imagine the、uh, Secular Therapy Project might have、yeah. resources for that as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think,、um, uh, I think uh, recovering from religion, not directly, but they have many resources and places to point you. So that would be a good thing to look up. Also, Smart Recovery.、Um, in Smart Recovery, do they have the same community aspect? Because you said, my higher power now is somewhat community.、Mm-hmm. And then you described being able to be in a room of partially strangers and partially people you know that are there that will listen,、mm-hmm. right? Is there something like that in Smart Recovery or is it mostly focused?、Um, I believe that there are. Actually, I think that there's, there's more meetings. online meetings,、okay. like a chat room.、Um, mm. I don't know how, how present they are. I think there might be one or two meetings in town, but in AA,、yeah. there's like you know, 50.、Um, well, so it is more accessible if you need that one on one human contact. Yeah.、Um, the, uh, but I do believe, and I don't know for sure, but I do believe that Smart Recovery has that as an option. Yeah. The, the group that piggybacked on the religious institutions is more abundant. I am unsurprised. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, you know, the big book was written by, like, it was a church group. And yeah. The, yeah. 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 You know,、right. um, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting to get your perspective as a, you know, former theist, now atheist, who has gone through that and is going. It, it helped you <laughs> I mean, actually cross the line into becoming an atheist, which really. Not something I would have ever expected. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's sort、yeah. of like、uh, the way that believers would expect that reading the Bible would strengthen your faith. Yeah. I, don't, yeah. I always thought of AA as I hated the idea of AA because it had that religious. Predatory,、um, like, the, well, that too. Also, they don't 
you know, share any of their data, so we don't well, know how yeah. effective it's they anonymous. Be, it's anonymous. I've yeah. never signed anything. Yeah, it's sort of like, it's also the structure of it resists data, so I don't know why they're reporting any data about success Most rates. Most people wouldn't don't. go if there was data. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so we well, don't we're know all what their success the, rate is. The amount of non-believers in England, and they have a state religion. Yeah, yes. True. there's there's significant cultural differences. I, I'm sure. So there's this, and the the difference that people point to. Sorry, this is a very different topic. I didn't want to. Come no, it's fun. Uh, our I think recovery was very good. Thank chat. you. Chat. Yeah. You know, if you need help, we hope that you find it. Wherever um, you find it. Wherever you find it. Yeah, I would rather that you went to church and prayed every day and weren't struggling, have, struggling with alcoholism than struggling with alcoholism. And an unbelief. Yeah, because you can't you can't live a healthy life if you're struggling with addiction. Like that that takes over. That's yeah. the definition of di- of addiction is it takes, takes over, over your, your life. life. Yeah, right. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. It's sort of the my thing is like yeah the literally in a person's life the lowest priority for me is what they think about spiritual stuff. Mm. Kind of no 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 no. For me, <laughs> I'm for me disagree, when but... it becomes an issue is because. It affects the things in their life that right. actually matter. Right. Whether your God is Krishna or Jesus to me doesn't make a difference. Right. Right. It's, it's the fact that you don't know how to tell what's true and false. Yes. Or that you think that, you know, your God has told you not to give medicine to your ailing child or whatever. Right. Um, but you were talking about being envious of uh, atheists mm-hmm. in the UK uh, and them having a state religion. And well, not I'm envious. Gonna... I'm just pointing out that they have a, a, a high number of non-religious people. Yes. And did the state religion have some something to do with that? I think very much the 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 culture of the state religion did. Mm-hmm. North Korea has a state religion and has had the exact opposite effect. Mm. Mm. Zing! Boom! That's the that's the most succinctly I've ever said that. <laughs> I'm just going to stick yeah, with that. Congrats. All right. Yeah, yeah. Kevin is so happy right now. <laughs> um, I th- well, I, I'd be like, yeah, no, having Shakespeare in comedy probably helped as well. Yeah. Sorry, what were you saying? I already lost it. Ah. Yeah. Shakespeare makes people forget a lot of things. Um, okay. Um, do we want to move on? What do we want to move on to? Well, better question. I think we have other stories. The yeah. last thing that I would say about these statistics, and I will oh. say this as succinctly as I possibly can. They asked everyone in it, uh, Americans' identification with cultural, political, and religious labels. One of the labels is America First. 65% of the people in this survey said that that described them. Uh, 86% of white evangelical Protestants said that that described them. 76% of white mainline Protestants said... America first. 69% of black Protestants said America first. Uh, 77% of white Catholics said America first. Uh, let's see. Hispanics that didn't come in the top three. Unaffiliated didn't come in the top three. Non-Christian religion didn't come in the top three. Other Christian, 75% said America first. Um, Isn't that going against religion? I don't know. Because I think quite Honestly, uh. that the majority of the people that answer that question don't know where that phrase came from and right. don't yeah. know what the no, America First movement was in the 30s. It was the closest movement that America had, arguably until recently. In the 21st century, 
That is the closest we got to having an active fascist party in this country. That's what those words mean. Those words were, we don't like these immigrants coming over here wherever the fuck they come from. We don't like them being different. That's what that entire movement was. Just, just Google the history of that phrase and whether or not you support the tax bill or, oh, I don't like that NATO takes our money or whatever. Know what the phrase America first means before you agree that that's what describes you. Mm -hmm. Because I hope to fuck that these people are wrong about whether or not America first describes them. Because it's hard to imagine that it does. I know what the America first thing means, but even if I didn't, I wouldn't agree with that statement. If I didn't, I might. No, I I definitely would not. I'd say the rest of the world... You're going to just toss it out? You're going to so, say, fuck you? So, no. Well, they're putting it behind God, too. Yeah. God, yeah. Horrible. yeah. Well, no, no, no. So, in front of God. So, so more, okay, so white evangelical Protestants, 92% said spiritual described them, which is higher than America mm. first. So it wasn't okay. a pick one. It's close, though. It was yeah, pick, yeah. yeah, yeah, they picked multiple, yeah. right? Um, also, uh, 14% of all of them said that deplorable described them as well. That was my favorite. <laughs> yeah. That was my old side of like, <laughs> But America first is like, you know, we're number one. Well, no, we fucking aren't. We demonstrably aren't. So, yeah. so well, that's obviously wrong. But they think we <laughs> are. Fuck, you know? I, I was going to say, you don't have to go back that far <laughs> before I don't know the history of that phrase and wasn't a, a non-believer. Yeah. And I still have just... You know, the tinge, the little bit of frame of, nationalist is the wrong word, patriotic plus tendencies. Mm. Uh, I'm not an extremist. I just have the entirety of my life viewed the power of the American government as a force for good in one way or another. Mm. I just think... So, Boasting is the wrong way to yeah, go about it. Yeah, actually, America first probably wouldn't have appealed to me. I, no, something like American leadership would have definitely captured, you know, I don't like my it. heart and soul. <sighs> yeah, but you're different than me six years ago. So oh, that's true. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> very much. Oh yeah, shoot, we got candles, and also Yay. the police are here to arrest us <laughs> because we said America first was. <laughs> no, right. Oh, no. yeah. All right. Anyway, sorry. Wait, wait, bring up the uh, deplorable thing. Oh, this yeah. is going to be great we radio had, for those of you listening to it on. A, yeah. So, fourteen percent of all of the respondents. That'd be graphic twelve. That'd be gra- Oh, yes. Sorry, graphic twelve. Bring that up. Very last thing. The very last. Yeah, and then we've got actually a couple yeah. other stories to get in here real quick. I think we got about Ramble five minutes. Man. So yeah, fourteen yeah, percent yeah. of those polled. Uh, said, said I'm that, deplorable. Yeah, I am. I am deplorable, <laughs> and that's what you know. That's what I identify it. So, okay, so 14% roughly of the population is unreachable. Just give up on them. <laughs> I was going to say, I I wouldn't say that. I would say what, whatever your efforts are to reach out, that reach out to them, they're going to reach out to people that are reachable as well. Okay. The, the, Understand that there's matter. a portion of the population that isn't... I, I'd have to hesitate. They matter to me because I'm a humanist, and it doesn't matter <laughs> if you're wrong. I still re- uh, that sorry, it sounded like if, if you no. if you if, have human rights, and yeah. I will stand for you as well. If I was asked yeah. that question, I would have to hesitate before answering because you know I'm not going to use the definition that it was given during the political climate. I'm going to use the word deplorable as it's defined in the dictionary and go, yeah. am I? <laughs> I could be in some ways. <laughs> am uh, I, am you I, know, 
I, I, I've got loads of privilege. Does that make me an asshole? Maybe. <laughs> you know, I would say, <laughs> I would say, Dennis Lubay, you are not one to be deplored. So you're. Yeah, you're I, fine. I'd probably eventually say, no, I wouldn't call myself deplorable. But I don't. Deplore. Others could. I mean, it's one of those things where, where you know, you know, are you great? Well, that's not for me to say, is it? That's for other people to say. <laughs> Mm. All right. Well, here, there's at uh, least, I think, one story yes. that we want to get to before. Prosperity or, preacher to join Trump's White House. I was going to say, okay, because we're going we, to have to burn through yeah, this. Yeah, we're going to have to burn through this the way that... Televangela Paula, televangelist Paula White Kane, a longtime spiritual advisor to President Donald Trump, will join the White House staff advising an office that steers taxpayer funds to faith-based organizations. Mm. I wonder what advice she's going to give. I I don't know. It it could be up in the air. Flip a coin. The evangelical pastor will join the House of Public Liaison as an advisor for the Trump administration's Faith and Opportunity Initiative. Wow, Faith and Opportunity. One of those great names again. Uh, Initiative. The Times reported citing an unnamed White House official. A leaker. Uh, mm. Trump created the initiative with an executive order last year. Of course he did. Whole to make sure faith-based organizations working in areas such as fighting poverty and improving health care, education, and strengthening marriage and family have access to government funding. The initiative also seeks to ensure that these organizations can act according to their religious beliefs while receiving taxpayer funds, even if those beliefs result in discrimination against queer Americans and others. Wow. Yeah, I was going to say, he 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 couldn't just use the uh, Faith and Community Initiatives office or whatever it was that no. W created that Obama worked with a bit. Uh, he had to create his own super Jesus uh, department. Yeah, of just the again thing. a whole cloth. Yeah. He just invented a new yeah, position to throw a prosperity gospel fundamentalist into. I mean, in order she'd to given him so much good advice. To, yeah, um, to get an idea of what advice she's liable to give here. White claims she contributes a month's pay every year as a seed and so has called on others to contribute their own firsts in the form of wages for a day, week, or entire month. What? Yeah. Oh, oh! you've never had yes, anyone well, ask you to plant a seed with your money. Prosperity. Your money is seed. Bullshit. Yeah, I don't... I, I'm not yeah. going to say, oh, you're lucky that you were a Catholic. Doofus but asshole. You're, you're lucky you weren't... There but for the grace of an empty sky go we through an evangelical upbringing. Yeah, we can throw those quotes up on the screen. Oh, yeah. Let's get, yeah. The, can get those. Quote number two. When you honor this principle, it provides the foundation and structure for God's blessings and promises in your life. It unlocks deep dimensions of spiritual truths that literally transform your life. When you apply this, everything becomes a divine alignment for his plan and promises for you. When you don't honor it, whether through ignorance or direct disobedience, there are consequences. Dennis, I don't know whether you intended to read that in that way or whether it oh, just occurred naturally because of the content. Way. Yeah, so, I'm cringing over here. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. It's give, better than reading it through clenched teeth. Yeah. Yeah. So give Paula White uh, a government salary give, and give a her, pension. Yeah, give her your 12th, uh, one twelfth yeah. of your yearly income or there will be consequences it's or not it's not you're to. not giving it to her you're giving it to god it's right. up god to. the reason your money right now 
The reason is God lays claim to all firsts, White wrote on her website. So when you keep for yourself something that belongs to God, you are desecrating what is to be consecrated to God. If I hit my head against the microphone, I feel like Vern would kill me. That's the only reason it hasn't occurred. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah. I was going to say, in case you needed motivation to uh, sign up for the Patreon for the nonprofits, patreon.com slash the nonprofits, no matter how much you give, we're going to get outspent. But if you're willing and able, please, for the love of fuck, help us because we're getting (laughs) outspent. I think so many people have taken biblical scriptures out of content on this. To say stuff like, well, Jesus was a refugee, White said in a CBN interview published Monday. Yes, he did live in Egypt for three and a half years, but it was not illegal. If he had broken the law, then he would have been sinful and would not have been our Messiah. I, that's not... so. The Messiah was literally a military figure that was supposed to overthrow shit. She doesn't understand that in international law that that... Okay. Anything I say could be actionable, so I won't say anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's I, I, for the sake of the show, that is the best. Mm. I would say it's amazing that the political right. party that's big government, any government is bad, welfare and, and entitlements, mm-hmm. those are evil. Uh, but, you know, Jesus is going to get a subsidy from the government. Jesus I mean, is going to get know, you. you, you so, Jesus needs your the government's money. He's uh, The churches are just struggling so hard right now. Yeah. So hard. For the for the mega churches right now, oh, I I, I weep. <laughs> so you didn't they hit need skip. You didn't hit skip on your uh, on your phone. That that last quote yeah. that that came out of nowhere. I threw in some just you know random bad, uh, bad quotes from her. Right. So it, was, it, it, was, it gives it gives a good picture. It felt out of context it because it was paints a picture. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say that's good that you own that. I wish that. Fox News would. <laughs> yeah, that was her responding to people saying, hey, uh, isn't this, you know, stuff at the border and locking kids up in right. cages, yeah. isn't that awful? Isn't that kind of people anti-biblical? People Jesus no, was a refugee, but fine. he wasn't. She said, not addressing the reality of the situation that she was asked about, which is right. the children and, and lots of people, including uh, U.S. citizens, yep. have been summarily we, locked in cages. You know what kind of a thing she is. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, I don't think she is aware of the harm. Most people aren't. All right. So, shall I take us out or shall I? Uh, we got one more. This. We got one more. State Department's promotion of being a Christian leader on website criticized for potential violation of Constitution. Why is the word potential there? So I don't I, know. I, we just had it up. Uh, it was it was a picture of it's Mike Pompeo. Pompeo, right, on the actual government-run website. Yep. Picture of him with the words, being a Christian leader. Yeah. That is on a government website. That is That's fuck. on a government website. Yeah. Hey, look, look, there it is right there. It's a little bit of a gray area uh. because being a Christian leader was the name of the speech that he gave. Uh, Doesn't freaking matter. So did he okay. speak about how... Is Did he speak Jesus. about both sides of it? Not no. even remotely. <laughs> well, so I don't. I don't even think it's that because he even if even if you discussed being a Christian is bad from a government office is something I would oppose as well. That, that would also be as a be real bad. American, um, right? Well, I to, could see. I could see if it's if it's actually non-biased and if you throw in perspective from somebody who thinks it's good and perspective from somebody who thinks it's bad, and you don't insert your opinion into it, then I think that that could be a legitimate topic. I think that that's a legitimate topic for not the government. 
Yeah, it had a transcript That's of his true. entire yeah. speech. Yeah, yeah. It what does, a, what yeah. does secularism say about that? Yeah. Well, what what does the Constitution say about mm-hmm. that? It uh, says yeah. probably depends. But, uh, <laughs> you know, what does the Establishment Clause of the Constitution say? Uh, right. Many yeah. words, many strong words about the freedom of conscience. Yeah. So. Again, I, I feel like it's a little bit of a gray area because it's not saying— Because it's the name of a speech that he gave. Exactly. And, uh, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. I know. It is on a government website. Now they can make a speech out of titles for speeches mm-hmm. and have Let's it say. say any religious thing they want it to say and say, yeah. oh, that's any the quote title you of my out speech. of it. Is, that's just a title of a speech. The title of my speech is John 3.16, For God So Loved the World. <laughs> This is going to be pinned at the top of my government page. Exactly. You could go down that road. You could do that. Yeah. Yeah. Which I mean, is, unless we put a freaking stop to it. I wonder if you could put a, like the reverse, we, being an atheist leader. Oh, right. Well, you, that then would, it that would be, be unacceptable. Get, <laughs> let's well, burn you at the stake. Yeah. You know what we should do? <laughs> being a leader exploded. in the satanic temple is what I see coming around here. <laughs> you know what we should do? We should put some kind of clause in, in the Constitution that would make that explicitly, um, a, you know, not not allowed. Yeah. <laughs> I was say, I was struggling not to spit my hood out and to unmute my mic. If to only be like, there was some yeah, way. I, if only, if only, you know, the 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 founders of our, our country had written a constitution based on Enlightenment principles yeah. instead of on Christian nationalism, <sighs> wouldn't that have been great? You wouldn't have to worry about the the. You'd never the, have the, to the, worry about the, breaches of the an slippery slope. Yeah, yeah. Well, can I take us out? Yes, this yes. has been a weird episode. All right. It has this been has a been weird, weird episode. episode. Sorry, bizarrely structured. <laughs> um, well, anyway, I feel like that's mostly my. Fault. Yeah. No, I like it. I think we got some graphics up. We got. Yeah. Some, we got some. We got some advice going. Yeah, was this fun. was. We talked about some stuff. We did. Yeah, we <laughs> showed up stuff. and we talked about some, some stuff. important stuff. If you didn't yes. like it, blame me. Yeah. No. I was gonna say I'm not gonna blame you, but I'm also not gonna invite more criticism from the internet. <laughs> All right. Actually, you know what? I live on that. Bring it on. Here we go. Take us out, punks. This show was the best thing that ever happened to anyone in the history of mankind. Even though you will be hearing echoes of our next episode traveling back in time to reach your ears, you can witness the awe and majesty of it in real time two weeks from now on the 17th of November. Until then, do everything you can to stay alive so you won't miss it. 